Your support makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Time for a breakdown. One for the money, yes sir, two for the show. A couple of years ago, on Headland and the Low, what's the starter? Something good, with me and Brooklyn, I wrote the martyr, through the hood, just trying to find that hookup. Now every day we looked up at the ceiling, watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling off instrumental. Had my pencil, and plus my paper, we caught the 86 lot on your head at two decades, writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light, light off in that spot. Knowing that we can rock, doing the hole in the wall club. Did it shit here must stop, like freeze. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Really, but it kept smiling like a clown Facial expression looking silly And it kept asking me What kind of car you drive? I know you paid I know y'all got Buku with posts From all them songs that y'all done made And I replied that I've been going through The same thing that he has True, I got more fans than the average man But not enough loot to last me To the end of the week I live by the beat like you live Check the check If you don't move your feet Then I don't eat So we like neck to neck Yes, we done come a long way Like them slim ass cigarettes From Virginia This ain't gonna stop So we just gonna continue A lot of cats get up at an age round in their early 30s and they start to think of like lifetime companionship. And that's when they start to meet ladies who are not too prone to trust anybody. And they got plenty of history to prove to you why they shouldn't trust nobody. But at that time in your life, you're saying, hey, but I didn't know you then when all that stuff was going down. Put them other cats away, man. Change your number, you know. Move. And let me try to make something in your life. I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. Who's the mother flippin'? I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. Mother flippin'. Out in the street, they call it
Right? From the Winslow T. Broadcast Booth in Temperate, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. In the background are Bremer McCoy, the law firm of Bremer McCoy, right? And my opening monologue is sponsored by Winslow T. I'm polishing off a, a big old vat of Winslow right now. Mmm. Ah, that's that's potent. Please hashtag your potent listening and and drinking experiences with hashtag how you know to Stephen in the conversation, and we'll get that going. Um, we we um, there's a lot of ways for you to hit me up. You can you can go into the Discord chat. Those are that's always fun to hear from people there. You can uh, text me, email me, hit me up on the socials. We we want to make this as collaborative as possible. Speaking of collaboration, we had some some different things collaborating in that mashup, didn't we? Right. And that was a that was a remix. A r- 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 remix. Oh, that sounds good over the Bremer McCoy. Yeah, that was mashup forty six. We're closing in on um, mashup one hundred. I got ninety eight in the chamber, ready to uh, mashup ninety eight, ready to go. I'm gonna have to do something big for the hundredth mashup. What if I did a, a mashup that was like, uh, for the 100th mashup, it was just the whole show? I've done mashups of the mashups when I've gone on vacation and, and done that as a show. What if it was a fresh new mashup for the whole show? That's just, what if? Blue skies. Find an inspiration. And, and, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I'll get to that in a second. But my favorite rapper, Andre 3000... Which my students, I'm a middle school teacher, my students still don't believe Andre 3000 is an actual person. They said, Mr. Reed, who's your favorite rapper? And I said, Andre 3000. They thought it was the funniest thing they ever heard of, that I was just making somebody up. What do they know? They look, uh, Pop Smoke, Pope Smoke, NBA Young Boy. They don't know. They don't know about never. Now every day we looked up at the ceiling, watching the ceiling fans go around, trying to catch that feeling off instrumentals. Had my pencil and plus my paper. We caught the '86 Lithonia headed to Decatur. Writing rhymes, trying to find our spot off in that light, light off in that spot, knowing that we could rock. And Andre 3000, he's talking about inspiration there. <laughs> cough button some people say you're not supposed to the whole point of the cough button is to not to announce that you've just used it it's supposed to <laughs> bring some seamlessness in, into the uh, proceedings but 
That's not my philosophy. I, w- I want you to see the wires. I want you to. I'm like the puppet master, but you can see the uh, see those the, the the wires, so you can really appreciate what I'm doing. If you just see a puppet dancing around without, and, and the wires are invisible, you're just like, man, that's a cool puppet. Is that is that real? But if you can see the wires, you're like, man, that's a good puppeteer. That's that's why I let you know about the cough button. And that's why I let you know what else is in the mashup. Never gonna get it. In Vogue. I've taught. Uh, uh, taught. I'm, I'm in teacher mode. I've told the story about listener Tim and I walking to tracks to get that single after we saw In Vogue on MTV. And we thought that song was so funky. And part of why it was so funky is because it was based on a sample of James Brown's song Payback, which I segued into in the mashup. Mashup. Aw, <laughs> uh, Sasha and Malia, enjoy that. We heard from The Knife with Heartbeats. We heard from Bill Withers, who who did he passed uh, passed on about two years ago this time because this mashup is two years old. Mashup forty six, the remix. Talking about uh, let me in your life. That was the the intro to him at Carnegie Hall before he sings "Let Me in Your Life." If you haven't checked that that record out, it is uh, amazing. And then the, that the whole mashup um, ended with Jermaine and Brett singing "I'm the Mother Flippin' Flight of the Concords. And I've been very public about my love for Flight of the Concords. Very public. Some people are very public about. I've been public about my male pattern baldness. Um, uh, you know what else I want to b- go public with? Joe Public. There was a, you remember the band Joe Public? The one hit wonder in the 90s. Kind of like in the Tony, Tony, Tony variety. I'm not a fan, and I want to ask my guest about this when I bring him on. And I think I've talked about this before, but it's just pervading our society. People saying, let's go! That, I don't... You need to say a, a noun after let's go. It, that's a new thing where kid, all the kids are saying, let's go. You can say, let's go Yankees. Fine. Let's go to the park. Uh, a, a predicate? Is that what that would be called? To the park? But just these this amorphous let's go, and you have to stretch out the go Guys, when you you should know in the way that you're stretching out that go that it doesn't work. I'm going to put an end to it. I'm going to put an end to it. <laughs> you know what else I'm I'm uh, very public about? No, I, I'm not public about this. But have you ever tried to search for something on on uh, like HBO Max? You know what you want to watch, and it's like 
you put in the um, first couple letters, that, that search engine plays dumb on you. Like if I wanted to watch Flight of the Concords, I put F, L. By FL, it should it should be up, right? I, nope. Don't have any idea what you might be want to want to watch. Uh, I don't know what starts with FLI. I don't know. You Wordle people can let me know. You five letter geniuses. So, I want to bring in my guest, but I gotta, I gotta say something before I do. A couple things. This mic is. Hold on one second. Something weird going on with this mic, and that leads. That's going to lead me to the point I'm going to make. So, every month they do a leaderboard thing. And maybe, uh, and it's the top shows here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We've got some 70 shows and people working super hard to to do great radio. And, and there's you, every type of show you could think of. Just poke around. Turn, tune in to Radio Free Brooklyn. We always have good stuff. And uh, we'll make it worth your while because we do it for the love. But maybe I, don't, maybe I get this from my, my dad. Uh, you're, you're doctor, my dad, doctor, dad, but I'm a little competitive when it comes to the leaderboards and, um, we're usually up there near the top or at the top because of you, dear listener, but we slipped in March. I don't know. I don't exactly know why, but we we, we fell off our, 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 our pedestal, our perch there. And we need to we need to redouble our efforts. And I have a hunch for for what might be part of the problem. And and we gotta start making some changes around here. <laughs> Last week we had John comedian John Field, America's comic, um, on the show, and we talked about the Red Hot Chili Peppers new album, Unlimited Love. And maybe we are a little harsh on it. Uh, maybe we weren't. I listened to it a second time. So you're trying to be funny on the radio, dish on stuff. I tried to listen to the, it a second time. It's not a very good album. But Jake, uh, our buddy Jake Frankel called in. And, uh, you know, Jake was great. Love Jake. Always um, a, a pleasure to have him on the show. But I was listening back for quality control to that show. And um, I was listening along. John Field and I, okay, this is pretty good. Gets the Race to the Bottom Industries seal of approval. And then the, the phone rings and Jake, I, I patched Jake in. I don't usually I we don't curse on this show, uh, guys. But the phones sound like shit. I'm sorry. We had Doctor Lisa on recently calling in. She couldn't make it in the studio. The phone sounded like shit. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's on a on a walkie talkie. I don't know why it is. 
where a, a listener, uh, you know, volunteer radio station. We do, we do, um, you know, this isn't WNYC. We don't have that, um, that type of clout. But until further notice, until we figure out these phones, I, I gotta, and I hesitated to do it because, you know, two years of teaching, I'm not a big Zoom guy, but I'm gonna have to have, when we have, when we have guests, uh, you know, remotely, I'm, I gotta have them Zoom in. It, it's, that's just quality, that's coming from, from quality control, like, for, you know. And I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for cursing. I apologize for, um, and I apologize for the phone calls that sounded like shit. And that's going to change. And it's going to change next week because um, we're going to be talking to Howie, our, our Mets expert, resident Mets expert. And he's going to be calling in from North Carolina, but he's not going to be calling in. He's going to be zooming in. Unless we figure out these phones. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Mets, who are undefeated 2-0. and And uh, things are looking good. We've got this coach, Buck Showalter, and the attention to detail with this guy. <laughs> Every time they mention this coach, that's I've heard someone say attention to detail watching these past two games about 470 times. But hey, I guess the attention to detail is working. There was the show was broadcast on Apple TV last night. It was the only way you could watch it was on Apple TV. And man, did those announcers suck! I don't think people who are don't um, aren't from New York know, understand this. The local. T- when you watch Mets on local TV, you have you have Ron Darling and Keith Hernandez, two of the greatest baseball players ever, and two of the funniest, smartest people. And then you have Gary Cohen uh, sitting, you know, as the play-by-play, who's who's just a delight. <laughs> and uh, it's good stuff, man. I think I might not even watch baseball if. If I had to watch what that Apple TV broadcast was, it's uh, that's quality control for you. And you know who who uh, cares about quality is my guest. I think his name is Kale. I'm not sure, but he's a good friend of mine, and you've he's been on the show before. You you'll recognize the voice. You'll be like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's good. You might know him from our uh, prepisode, our, our Thanksgiving prepisode episodes. You might know him from uh, what? Did, what else did we do, Kyle? What else did we do? Um, we 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 just talked cooking. I've done a few <laughs> prepisodes, uh-huh. <laughs> and just from being buds around the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you might be like, "Oh my God, I know that guy from being buds from around the neighborhood." <laughs> And Kyle, thank you for being here. First oh, thank, of all. thank you for having me. What a shock and awe monologue. You were just taking taking everybody <laughs> to task. 
Well, I took myself to task. Uh, yeah, I, no one was safe. I was, no. getting, I was getting a little worried. <laughs> I have nothing but great things to say about you. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, don't, don't worry. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're safe. Great. Yeah. I feel much more comforted now. <laughs> and we're going to talk, like I was talking about Andre 3000, finding inspiration. He was just getting inspiration from watching the ceiling fans just go around. Just grabbing it down. Yeah. <laughs> you could get your... And, uh, Kyle and I were talking before the uh, before the show about where inspiration. You can get inspiration from. You could. Uh, I I saw the way that 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 old man crossed the street. You might say that inspires me. Yeah, definitely. Right. Like slow food movement. Kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah, totally. And as I put on the social media yesterday, went promoting this show because we got to get those leaderboard numbers yeah, up get again the, get those views up yeah or listens i guess yeah <laughs> you got to view it to listen yeah <laughs> i'm more of a visual guy <laughs> uh i i said you know and and this is real this is i wasn't just p- throwing words around to promote it you know i really feel this you ever think about you just meal after meal you have to eat at least three times a day most of the time. Most of the time, yep. And the, and times that by seven, that's 21. It's a lot of meals. And then you're that's just one week yep. of meals. You start adding in months to that. That's f- Oh, it adds up quick. <laughs> Exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to uh, find the inspiration to just like every few hours be like, I'm going like, to, we got to eat again. <laughs> Your stomach's growling. Yeah. And you need that inspiration to come to you. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to keep thinking of stuff to eat? Yeah. I mean, there, it's a, it's a broad question. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, a lot of the times, you know, I think leftovers are a good, uh, a good way to go. You can kind of figure out a way to like fix those up in a different mm-hmm. way. You know, mm-hmm. if you have, some leftover stew you could be thinking what am i going to do with this i don't Uh want stew three nights and stew is like a heavy ordeal you know you're going to make stew takes it takes a couple hours yeah that's why it has to stew it's got to stew down (laughs) (laughs) and then you think what am i going to do with this and then your mind starts working you start looking up some recipes possibly like what am i google's Mm -hmm. really great now with questions like like, what am I going to do with all these leftovers? <laughs> Google's great with questions. Yeah, you don't need Jeeves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jeeves is out. We don't have to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, so like with that, like in the past, I've made like maybe like a hand pie. You get a little pie crust. Oh. You kind of fold it in. You can uh-huh. make a little little hand pie, a little savory pie for you. Yeah. Um, and that's just a just a quick example. Just a yeah. quick look in the fridge could give you all the inspiration you need yeah. to make a quick meal. Sometimes people, yeah, and sometimes you have things in in your uh, pantry that just stay there. Maybe try to figure out something to do with them. Yeah, I almost like it as a, like a, a little challenge, not mm-hmm. to not to stress me out, but like yeah. for me, like when I start cooking, especially over the last two years, I've just been, I just keep cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could bring out the hashtag again. Yeah, um, but you know, it's it, you. You scrape in the bottom of the barrel sometimes, just look in the cabinets, see like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. What am I going to use this can of baby corn for? <laughs> That's going to be unique and interesting uh-huh. and it's going to nourish me. Yeah. Um, but that that's kind of where my head's at is it, it's kind of a stress reliever for me. So like, even though okay. I work in the food yeah. industry, yeah. I, 
I kind of am always cooking and then I come home and I just start cooking some more, especially mm-hmm. if I'm like feeling a little down or a little mm-hmm. anxious. I'll just start cooking and see kind of where it takes me. And usually that kind of thought process is enough distraction to release that kind of negative energy okay. and okay. kind of try things out. And you feel like you're kind of getting a little bit of growth out of it as well while you're while you're. You're taking care of multiple needs there. You're taking care of your anxiety, possibly a little depression, and then you're also, you know, nourishing yourself at the end of it. Um, I, I'm I'm listening. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just people are hitting up the this guy, the freaking deacon. Yeah, he's he's Great our name. He's our resident um um pastor. Oh, awesome. Our resident deacon. Yeah. of of the the program this everyone should have one this guy's doing uh he says let's go yeah in there and i feel like he's trying to get to me yeah i think he's i think you might be getting trolled <laughs> a little bit um but he but then he look at this he's making some omelets here he's got uh he's got he's do, doing an omelet right he's got uh looks beautiful yeah what is that shiitake and uh is that saw some greenery in there? Yeah, is that are those um scapes? Are they, are they scapes? Are they ramps? It's ramp season. Is it, just ra- about. Are those ramps? Man. And then he says uh Swiss cheese is a chef's kiss. Do you like when people say chef's kiss? I do. I I use it quite frequently okay. actually. <laughs> I more so do it silently as a motion. You got to make sure like not to break eye contact with whoever yeah. you're using that on. <laughs> And then, and then this other guy, touchdown. This, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, he just uh, populates the chat sometimes. He said three shits were heard at breakfast today. My teenage son listens to your show. I do not, but need, needless to say, you ruined breakfast. Ooh, I just heard a suck too. Ridiculous. Oh no, <laughs> you didn't say suck. I heard that. Sculpit. Hey, you know what sculpit is? He's saying that that's what uh. He's saying that that's what the ramps are. Sculpt it. Oh, I've not heard that that term, but you know, I don't know everything. <laughs> then my research team just wrote me and said, "Stop reading the Discord chat and talk to Kale." <laughs> Kale. I'm a, also, my name sounds like cow if you say it. Yeah. a different way. Sculpit is a fast-growing, mild-mannered herb blending the complex and delicate yet distinctive flavors of chicory, arugula, tarragon, and other greens. Oh, I think you just got some inspiration. I did. I did. What a talk about mashups! That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Th- thank you. Uh, thank you, freaking Deacon. All right, I'm going to stop looking at the Discord chat. <laughs> Another great place to find inspiration. Yeah. Though. Your yeah. local farmers market. Exactly. Or the grocery store, even your local market. So. For people in the New York area, um, in in addition to all all the professional work, well, not that this isn't professional. All the other th- the many things that 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 Kyle does, one of them is Twin Oaks, which is your food uh, delivery uh, service, which I just I just ordered. You just ordered. We have yeah, it. We you, have it here. You brought it. Uh, you delivered it to the race to the bottom uh, to the Winslow Tea Broadcast booth. Yep. Um, and this week you did like takeout Chinese. Yeah, we did kind of a little bit more upscale kind of Chinese takeout. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with regular no. Chinese takeout. But. No. And so every week 
talk about in- inspiration. Every week you you uh, you have a new meal, um, you know, that is runs the gamut. Yeah, we try to keep uh, a variety of things available. We it's it's a little tough sometimes because it's like hit or miss. Sometimes the most popular things kind of come out of come out of nowhere like the the chinese takeout this week that was a pretty popular one yeah. but then there are things that i get excited about and you know <laughs> they, don't, they don't really sell as well yeah um but yeah i think like we found our niche with kind of um like popular kind of new york takeout and just kind of revamping that slightly and kind of making it our own you know we we shop at like local butchers local mm-hmm. grocery stores the mm-hmm. farmers market try to support our community as best as possible and yeah. also it just Starting with those things, you're already going to be making a fantastic meal because it's you know they're they're grown correctly. And yeah, you can just definitely taste the difference. Man, I I'm spent all this time last night making this. Um, I made meatloaf. The meatloaf was was good. I made it with turkey. Yep, a, a nice turkey loaf. Love a turkey loaf. Um, but then I I needed a side. Yeah, and I had these green beans. And some mushrooms, and um, I kind of browned some onions and some garlic, and and put some curry in there, and then put the mushrooms in there, and put a little broth in there, and got got a nice little uh, building flavors, bro. Yeah, kind of layering thing. those flavors, yeah. beautiful. And then I threw in the uh, green beans, and uh, man, th- the green beans were just f- so flavorless. Yeah, it was such a. It was such a bummer because there's nothing I could do. <laughs> Especially know? with the way those kinds of things are grown now because they're yeah. more visually appealing yeah. than flavorful because when you're shopping at you know your, your giant grocery store or even Whole Foods, you're going in and you're going to pick the nicer looking yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, like at the farmer's market, if you go there, you'll see like a lot of the, the, the it's, it's a little smaller typically. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit, you know, harder to clean, which is not mm-hmm. convenient for people, yeah. but it's got dirt. It's, it's got, got actual, dirt. It's it was grown. grown in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably picked that morning or the day before, which also adds to that, you know, flavor and, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, I mean, you, you definitely taste the difference. Yeah. And so at, at Twin Oaks, the stuff that you're, you're throwing in, even if you're making, uh, Chinese takeout that those if you know I don't think you have green beans in in this one but if you did have green beans they wouldn't be uh the ones in the bag like I No, thought. typically not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we try to get, you know, from the farmers market as yeah. much as possible depending on how schedules are working out cuz yeah. the one by us is open on Saturdays. So that takes some planning. <laughs> yeah, and you've um, got a, a little toddler running around. Exactly. Yeah, and he's, he's he like helping. The fa- <laughs> does he like the farmers market? He does. He likes he likes the dogs. There are a lot of dogs. There, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typically, he freaks out about the dogs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I've been trying to get this guy to help me out a little bit. Maybe yeah. peel some garlic. Yeah. Put whole bulbs in the crib. <laughs> hopefully, wake up and there's some peeled in the morning. But no, yeah, no. Nope, not yet. <laughs> it's a kind of inconsiderate. On, yeah, on he's, his part. he's like the 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 worst roommate. He yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. He's very needy. Mm-hmm. He does he make you laugh though? Oh, he's the best. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like the the best ever. Yeah. No, I got to meet him uh, on on the last f- food delivery. You were oh, dropping yeah, off right. uh, uh, the the arroz con pollo. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is your your wife's specialty. That's her. That's her jam. Well, in the in the little blurb that you did about it, what she she used to make it all the time, and she swore she'd never make it again. Yeah, it was so one she, of those. She helped open up a restaurant, um, ABC uh, Cocina, actually, and their thing was you know a rose compoya amongst like many other things. So okay, literally, yeah. she would make tons and tons of a rose yeah. compoya, and we used to, we had like a quick competition at one point where I was like making my version, and mm-hmm. she made hers, and she's she's very 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 competitive. Uh huh. And she she wiped the floor with me. Wow, it was it was rough, but yeah. And she 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 vowed never again to make that dish <laughs> until you know we run out of an idea yeah. for a supper club. Uh, yeah, next time. okay. Yeah, what are those things for me? I I worked at a before I met you. I worked at a Neapolitan pizza, pizza place, which is right around the corner from where I live. Yeah, yeah. and uh, for me that that just killed Neapolitan pizza for me. I I don't. Uh, ever want to i'm more of a new york slice i kind of always was just a new york slice i want some uh, like uh some crunch some chew it took that experience though to learn that about yourself yeah yeah to make thousands of neapolitan pizzas for two and a half i mean i i used to love lobster and then i started doing raw bars and stuff yeah literally just killing like yeah you know 500 lobsters a day and then Mm -hmm. you're like how many lobsters are there actually? <laughs> like this is just one place. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes you think, and it makes you, it kind of grosses you out a little bit. <laughs> At um, I so I guess this is the opposite end of of inspiration. Yeah, this is like beating it into the ground. I feel that way from uh, the place that we worked together. Kind of killed risotto for me. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was a lot. <laughs> risotto was a go to. Yeah, especially for for. Uh, veg and vegan um customers yeah because it's filling and yeah. you know you can throw a lot of vegetables in there but yeah. it's it is at the end of the day it's, it's risotto yeah. <laughs> it's heavy and <laughs> yeah so when you all are thinking about so in addition to twin oaks you also have a, an amazing instagram feed which i featured on on the the promo for the show today um, and in addition to, to your your job, where I don't know if you can talk about what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I, I work at uh, Union Square Events doing um, R&D, so like recipe testing. And This guy's making the food for, for Delta. Yeah. Next we, we round. Do the, the, you can actually check it out on, on Instagram. I think the, the points guy did a little blurb about the, the food for Delta from Union Square Events, which if you're interested, it's, 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 it's very interesting. There's yeah. a lot of facets that I never thought... You know, needed <laughs> needed examining. <laughs> so you're coming up with the summer menu now. Now for, it's going to be. Delta so you're working fall? like six months in advance. So okay. it'd be the the fall and winter menus. Mm, maybe some risotto. Yeah. yeah now we're talking. <laughs> now I just got some inspiration today. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to, and I want to talk more about um, that uh, making the Delta food. It's fascinating. But in addition to that, and in addition to Twin Oaks. You also just keep just keep cooking. I literally hashtag. just keep cooking, and and, and <laughs> basically every night you're doing something just for for the meal for you and your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Wife. And my my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's still relevant. Um, but yeah, the the way it kind of started, um, like I just started really doing a lot of Instagram stuff at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, a little over two years ago. I had 
we had just found out that my wife was pregnant mm-hmm. uh, Friday the 13th, the day that the, the city was starting to shut down. And of course, like we were we were so excited to, you know, be having a baby. But we were also, you know, it's yeah. very, very interesting time. It was all like very uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen. So I needed something just to keep my anxiety down. So I literally just started cooking and I, I was joking around with Andy. I'm like, OK, so what do I do now? I'm like, I'm done making dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess I'll clean the kitchen. I'll just keep cleaning. And then I just like, all right, well, the kitchen's <laughs> clean. Like, what do I do now? And I'm like, I guess I could start dinner for tomorrow. Like, I'll just keep cooking. And yeah. then that's kind of just yeah. kind of started as a joke between us where it was just like it kept going on. And yeah, I've, I, I it also kind of helped documenting it on Instagram because yeah. then I could go back. It was almost like a little notebook where I could look back and see like some progression in my cooking and also, you know, get some ideas, get get inspired by myself even yeah. a little where I'm like, oh, I tried that. It wasn't mm-hmm. really super happy with the way it came out. Like, let me try that again in a different way. Uh, do a little bit more, you know, digging through some cookbooks or YouTube's yeah. a great resource. Um, but that's kind of how it all started. And now I'm like, Things just kind of come to me. I don't like force it because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I do like have a full time job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still like very fun for me. And you know, I spend the whole day testing out recipes and then I come home and I kind of do the same thing while, you know, trying to be a father. And yeah. A doting husband. But yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the life. <laughs> and so but we talk about hashtag your tea drinking experiences with how, you know, on on this program and. I think a lot of people hear like hear that and they say, "Oh, I'm not. I don't know what that really means." Hashtag, but guys, if you go on Instagram and you put the hashtag, you plug it in. You put hashtag and then you put, um, well, how you know if you want to go the Winslow route or if you want to go the uh, the Kyle McCarthy, put hashtag just keep cooking, uh, and and it, what it'll be like a thousand posts. From yeah, this this dude from the past uh, few years. So so you mentioned, uh, and that's why I wanted to talk about inspiration today, Kyle, mm-hmm. because you say it kind of comes to you, but and and you mentioned Google. You can ask Google questions. Yeah, Google's look through great with cookbooks. Questions. You guys have a uh, you guys have a lot of cookbooks. We do. At home? We whittled it down a bit just because of you know apartment living yeah we do have a a good collection that we can kind of use as a resource and go through so cookbooks you sit down with the cookbooks every once in a while every once in a while i mean youtube's like kind of a go-to because i'm i I like kind of seeing the demos and you can kind of see there's so many channels on there now with people that are cooking and they kind of walk you through like how they do it and you know you can kind of pick up different techniques that way and you could also see that technique and be like, ooh, I, I could do that with, you know, Cipollini onions. Why mm-hmm. don't I try it with, you know, scallions or something like that? Yeah, like something yeah. in like that's not too far of a jump. Yeah. And kind of different iterations. Different of iterations. And you can kind of build a dish from there. Yeah. Um, it's like the freaking deacon. You thought he was doing it with ramps. He's doing it with his no sculpit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know what that was yeah. until five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm going to get into sculpit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you have a notebook or a doc, uh, um, or is it all in your head? Um, I do have a notebook, so I started kind of collecting recipes because I was like, you know, this is a cool thing to just keep track of, and then I can kind of adjust as needed. Because I've also noticed in the past two years, like my cooking's really changed from 
you know, even month to month where it's just like, oh, I'm really into doing these kind of more fine dining dishes mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. to like, okay, right now I just want to do sandwiches. Like, yeah. I want like a, yeah. you know, sloppy Joe or something like. And then we talked when you were on the show previously about how you, um, part of the, the endeavor of the pandemic was trying to really crack the code of, of a lot of Asian cuisine. Yeah, totally. As well. So do you think, in in your notebook or in your head, do you have kind of uh, like culinary regions kind of mapped out in your head? Like say like, oh, I want to I want to go further into Asia this week. Yeah, or? no, uh, there there definitely is, and that can kind of be like that can lead to some inspiration too, where you're like, oh, I want to try this preparation, like, and then that can kind of lead you down a rabbit hole where you're like, okay, well now I want to do that, like, well, like say I want to make drunken chicken, like what mm-hmm. what else would I what is typically served with that dish traditionally? Mm-hmm. And then that was one of the reasons why I kind of delved so deep into Asian cooking, which I barely scratched the surface on because it's such a... People like define Asian cooking. It's like, it's a huge category. <laughs> like in, like when you could even go like Chinese cooking and then there's like the different provinces yeah. of Chinese cooking, which is totally different from like one part of the, the country to the other. Like, yeah, it's such a broad paintbrush just to say, you know, Asian cooking. And that's something that I wasn't that familiar with when I first, you know, started really getting to the getting into it. Do you worry about uh, like cultural appropriation? Oh, I think about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I joke around with my friends about it. Like, yeah. I, I made some really. Well, I don't think you should joke joke about it. They joke with me about <laughs> it. <laughs> I do not joke about it. <laughs> I do not make light of these things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I made something that was I, I forget what the dish was, but it was something very like traditional Chinese that you mm-hmm. know this person like grew up eating, and like he just commented like, uh, "Very nice white boy." <laughs> uh-huh. Like I thought I thought it was funny, but like yeah, I do think about those things a lot, and I think you know a lot of those issues especially now with like the climate towards you know asian americans mm-hmm. it's it's an yeah. important conversation to have for sure especially yeah. with a lot of these restaurants that have made a ton of money on asian cuisine without necessarily having that background yeah 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 so um has you had your one friend reach out, but you you haven't had anybody be like, uh, no, no, you, you need like, to stop uh, making. Yeah, no this one's food. come down on me. If yeah. anything, like, and that's one of the other cool things about Instagram for all its like downfalls. Yeah, is I I like reach out to people. I'm like, so you grew up eating this. Like, how do you cook this? Like, I'm more interested than anything. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I have great conversations with people where they're like. Uh, you know like oh what's the recipe for that or I'll ask them like how do you do how do you do this like mm-hmm. and I think that's a cool point especially at the beginning of the pandemic where it's like you kind of feel isolated and that was like yeah, a great yeah. connection point through food to kind of yeah. be like all right like what what are you how are you doing this like mm-hmm. and it was like it was kind of cool and it was also a good way for me to think about documenting these recipes and like writing them out and like thinking the best way to explain them as well have you um I follow pretty closely of the things that you do. It seems like maybe Indian uh, cuisine is is something that you haven't done a ton of. Yeah, or? not a ton. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's a little intimidating. Yeah, to me. yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. totally out of my comfort zone, which yeah. is also why I kind of delved into more Asian cooking because my background's more French. Mm-hmm. My wife Andy, she has more of an Italian cooking background. Yeah. Like she makes fantastic pasta. 
So like on our days off, we would go to Chinatown and eat there because like we don't really make it make it at home. Yeah. And then when all the restaurants were kind of shut down, we were like, all right, I'm kind of want soup dumplings. Like, how do you even start mm-hmm. on that? But yeah, Indian, I would think Indian cuisine in particular, another huge like category of food like that, that, that could be like, you know, months of different like little yeah. kind of projects. Years. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I would love to, um, I tried to actually uh, get just this Indian restaurant, trying to have them let me uh, just hang out. Yeah. And work for free. Just do a little just stage a little there. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, to just be a fly on the wall. And with that, um, yeah, there's, there's a few people. There's this, this woman, Mira Soda. Who, who I have a couple cookbooks. She has one called Made in India, and she has another one just called East. And she, it's exciting because, you know, she'll she has curry recipes, um, which are don't have any curry powder in them. You know, yeah. So you're just you have four or five spices and and you know the garlic and herbs and and everything, and then. It feels like there's this kind of magic alchemy because you, you know, follow her recipes. And I think that she is doing this for a more simplified Western audience. Yep. But it's still, there's something amazing. I made a, a curry f- uh, of hers this, this week, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is, it's kind of eye-opening. This is a curry. Yeah. It tastes like real, you know, quote-unquote real. I mean, yeah, like there's authentic. The whole, yeah, yeah. It feels... It feels like something happened here in yeah. this in this dish. I always think that that is one of the most exciting things about cooking is like, when, especially when you make something that is out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, this is actually good. I think yeah. I did this. And like, yeah, it kind of opens your eyes to that like kind of culture, too. It's like a c- awesome gateway that you can kind of. Yeah. Even not cooking wise, just learn about like the origins of the dish or like why this dish became popular in that particular region or culture. And I love that experience where you're just like, whoa, I think I, I, think yeah, I did this. Yeah, like, <laughs> cracked some kind of magical code. Yeah. yeah. And then you can use that like in other, you know, facets mm-hmm. of cooking where you're like, oh, you know, the way, you know, I built the flavors in this is like I caramelized the onions like really yeah. hard. And yeah, like I've yeah. never done that before, but I could use that, you know, pocket that for later. Yeah. And textures too. Textures too. Yeah. Where you're like, you know, with a, with a lot of, Indian or 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 Asian dishes where you have that kind of um, that more. Ooh, it's raining outside. A shift in the tone. A shift. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you have when you have that, I, what's how would you like the that corn starchy? How would you define that kind of like a general sows kind of like? Yeah, like that. It's like a sticky kind yeah. of. Um, almost like, not gummy, but yeah. in that kind of vein of textures where it's like something very outside of the, you know, Western um, kind of culinary, you know, taste buds, which is also super fascinating is like trying out different textures of things and being like, oh, I've never had anything like that. And especially like making it yourself, too, and just being like a, like a steam bun. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. something that, you know, I've been working on since the beginning, like for the last two years now. And I still think I'm like, I'm OK at it. But like it takes like, you know, lifetimes. That's the other cool thing about a lot of these, like especially in like Japanese cooking is 
you know, a lot of these restaurants, they just do like one thing mm-hmm. for their life. Like, mm-hmm. and they're just experts and they make perfect things. Like, it's not like, you know, these Ruby Tuesday or like Cheesecake Factory restaurants where like you have like these four page menus. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. you're going this place for eel. And like, that's what they do. And like, I just think that, you know, the dedication to that is like also kind of beautiful and fascinating as well. Talk about dedication. This guy touched down. You know, yeah. we we kind of disparaged based on him a minute ago. Yeah, we we you were kind of disparaging uh, lobster earlier, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, touchdown says we were making lobster rolls for lunch today. Oh no! We live in Maine, and needless to say, support the driving force of our economy, oh. lobstermen. <laughs> thanks for bullcrapping all over our community. <laughs> oh, so I am I'm this, deeply sorry. <laughs> yeah, but but. Kyle, this guy touched down. It's it's like a tu- it's he should be called Touchy. Yeah, um, because I, I've basically every show I I do something. I don't know why he uh, he says his son listens, uh, but but he doesn't. But he doesn't. Yeah. But he seems like he listens pretty closely to because uh, and he to sign up for the Discord chat also. Yep, just to and yeah, it's crazy that his life parallels this. <laughs> show so much yeah without being a fan yeah yeah it's crazy yeah i mean i do i do have a lobster tattooed on my body i don't know if that helps him at all on my arm yeah Um, that's how much i used to love lobster Mm -hmm. and i still like it now but you know after cleaning a bunch of those well i'll call them bugs because they're sea bugs sorry touchdown wow sorry (laughs) they are they are good though they're delicious um yeah, I have you have you heard uh oh, what's his name? The comedian talk about lobster. He slams it. The slams lobster. Yeah. Does Touchdown um, know about this guy? What's Jim Gaffigan? Have oh. you ever heard Jim Gaffigan talk about lobster? <laughs> I have lobster? not heard his lobster. Man, bits. he goes he goes after lobster. Yeah. He hates it. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I almost want to He could put people out of work in Maine. You should <laughs> think about what he says. <laughs> So what's what's next? What's next for for uh, for Kyle here for, for Twin Oaks for, for Twin Oaks uh, and for me? Um, yeah, we're still doing our supper club menu um, changes every week. We do delivery to the to the New York Long Island area. Um, yeah, it's a, a changing menu. Um, we also have been doing a lot of kind of private chef dinners. So if you're interested in a private chef dinner, you can reach out to us on our. Instagram page at Twin Oaks BK, or you can email us Twin Oaks BK at gmail.com. Um, the private dinners become really fun for us to do. Like people are like actually like inviting us into their homes to cook for them, which yeah. is like creates like such a special thing. And we work on the menu with them and it's usually for like, you know, a birthday or a special occasion. Yeah. And yeah, it's really cool to have that kind of collaboration when they're like, Oh, my husband really likes this, but I don't like, can we meet in the middle somewhere? Yeah. And like, it's really fully customizable, which we really, what really kind enjoy of, doing. What kind of, you, so you said birthdays and stuff. What kind of cuisine have you done for people in, um, in that kind of realm? We've done uh, like a steak night um, before. So like people, people love steak and can be an intimidating thing yeah. to cook. So we've done some beautiful like steak dishes, mm-hmm. just like, like steakhouse style with like chopped salad, you know, kind of Lugers bringing the Lugers mm-hmm. to your home. And then we kind of serve it there and it's a fully interactive thing. Like the last one I did, they, we, we came with the menu together and they actually sat at their kitchen 
like counter bar while I was in their kitchen cooking and they were just asking questions about the food the whole time. And I just love that experience. I get as much out of it as anyone does. I think it's, it's, it's really fun. It's, and that's also a great way to get inspiration too, is like, someone's like, Oh, have you ever tried this? Like, this is one of my favorite things growing up or something like that. And then starts that whole kind of connection through food, which, which is something that my wife and I've loved. And part of the reason why, you know, we got married. (laughs) Yeah. You know what else is, brings people together? What's that? Uh, music, like yeah. music shows. <laughs> yeah, music. And uh, on, I'm on that topic. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present four amazing bands at an outstanding local venue for an evening of rock and music. Sounds awesome. Join us Friday, May 20th at 7.30 for a night with 7th Grade Girl Fight, Dirt Bikes, Barrett and Castle Black at none other than Ridgewood's own Bar Frida. You ever gone to Ridgewood? No. Um, Not made it that that far. It's just, we're here in Bushwick. It's just kind of right down the the road. Ridgewood's an interesting, uh, it's in Queens, but it's kind of like honorary Brooklyn. It feels like Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, 801 Seneca Avenue. Tickets are 10 bucks and can be purchased at the venue. If you've liked what you uh, heard today, um, and got some inspiration, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and hit the green donate button and drop us a couple dollars. Um, as I said previously, we we survive and thrive from listener donations. You can sign up for the newsletter to follow what's going on at the station and check out the 70-some shows uh, on on this, this here radio dial. Um, up next is Crime Talk BK and... Up next week on Radio Free Brooklyn Race to the Bottom is Howie. We're going to be talking baseball. Now the birds are chirping. You hear that? It's insane out there. It's uh, April showers bring bring uh, birds chirping and Mayflowers. That's what I've read. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's inspiring. Yeah, it really is. I want to cook a bird now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here, Thanks Kyle. for having this me. This is so much fun. Up next is Crime Talk BK. Um, how about a little bang, 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 right? You know what I'm talking about. Tom Tom Club. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.
Andrew, she can't draw. 